Welcome back, Caleb. What's up? Man, not a not a whole lot. Just another week uh, in uh, in quarantine, I guess. Yep, we're still here. <laughs> haven't gone anywhere Still yet. here. Yeah, we ain't going nowhere, that's for nope, sure. Nowhere to go. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, guys. Um, another week of quarantine. Another week of uh, craziness in the sports world and in our lives as well, I'm sure. Another I'll... week of porch time. <laughs> another week of porch time, of course. You never get tired of hearing that, I know. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, anything new with you? No, not really. School's almost done. No, that's worse for... No, no I think I might be getting some. I, I, I never say I, I get up and do stuff. <laughs> no, you know, I stay active. Not a whole lot. I, <laughs> oh man, no, it's it's been going good. You know, we're we're out here. We're doing the thing. Yeah, you know? I hear you. It's yeah. it's just been slow, man. School. Yeah. That's all I'm doing right now. School and work, and you know, just making sure we're putting out an awesome podcast. I know. Every week. Yeah, guys. I'm here we for are, the fans. The exactly. fans only. We love our fans, and <laughs> but not the only fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed, we put it out on our Twitter. We did. We did take last week off. We had some. Uh, we had a few technical difficulties. We are new to the podcast game and learning our tech and getting new tech and getting fancier with it. So uh, we had to take last week off. But we and we are so sorry about that, guys. That was that was our bad for sure but we are back and better than ever better and we than are ever. you could call this porch time mark two if you will sure. yeah <laughs> we're we are set up and ready to shred so uh yeah uh we're here uh, another slow-ish weekend sports but we got cool stuff man we got uh some, i don't know if you would say it's slow there was some big there, stuff there, that was, there was there was definitely some big stuff we got some uh, uh gronk reared his gronk. his his gronky head <laughs> gronk smash uh, gronk hungry <laughs> Some draft man. Moves. I love me some Rob Gronkowski. You love you some Rob Gronkowski. I do not love what Rob Gronkowski and his counterpart Tom Brady are doing, but you know whatever. You don't the like best. the dynamic duo and what they no, love to. I love them two together. Ah, it's great. Yes, okay, no, let me put this out there. I'm a. I hate the Patriots with a passion. I oh, hate everything about them. We've heard. Yeah. I'm not a fan <laughs> of Tom Brady, but I will admit Tom Brady's best quarterback to ever do it. All right. We talked about this last episode. What he is doing going Tampa Bay, I think, is the dumbest thing in the entire world. And watch it work. You know, he'll go there and he'll well, turn that franchise around. That's that's one of the things that I think, you know, that that kind of led headlines this week, along with like what were the other two things we're gonna talk about, which is the last dance documentary and the uh, and the draft. But, you know, leading off with Gronk, um, that 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 kind of broke headlines and, and kind of shattered some newspapers out there. You know, it it, it was funny because it I, well, did you see the uh, the PTI guys? The the yeah. the guys got the dog that does the the predictions or the tweets or whatever. I don't know how yeah. it works, but the what it was like was it weeks ago? I don't know. At some some point prior, this dog predicted that Rob Gronkowski would go to Tampa Bay. It's just like the groundhog or something shows his head. And I don't it's know. Another six it's, weeks of sports. <laughs> it's, it's God, I hope. Please show your head. <laughs> we need sports. Um, but this dog has has foreseen. Had a premonition. He he saw it in the kibble, well, and Rob Gronkowski ended up in Tampa. I think it's amazing. I wish you would unsee it. Oh, man. <laughs> you don't like it. See, it, it's it's uh, it's interesting. It's gonna go one of two ways, dude. It is either going to just be spectacular. It's something we haven't seen in sports in years. I think it's gonna go that or way, or it's just gonna be a dumpster a fire. And I'm leading towards dumpster fire. Well, you not only hate. Here's the thing. I think you have a bone to pick with like 30 of the 32 NFL teams because you have vehemently disowned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Who likes Tampa Bay, dude? It's a a cool city. People in Tampa Bay don't like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, 
I get with you. Right. No. <laughs> you don't like Tampa? No. I hear it's no. great. I hear it's a great town. Well, why don't you go there if you like it? You so know what? Much. I might. Tampa, I'm coming for you. I just don't understand. Like, Gronk. Okay, man. He's enjoying retirement. The dude's playing a horse. He's shooting hoops. Uh, he's a big cornhole guy. WWE. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like, so why come out of that to come play football? He specifically talked about getting injured and everything. That's okay. why he retired. Why are you getting back into it? We're going to talk about this a little with MJ and the Last Dance doc for the love of the game. It's for the love of the game. And I know you look at a meathead like Gronk and you're Gronk like – Gronk still had one year left on his contract with the Patriots for $10 million. Yeah. And he, he loses that going to Tampa Bay. You think he needs $10 million? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, yeah, we could use $10 million, But – I'm still waiting on that starter sponsorship to come through. Amen. Starter, where are you at? That's that's an, that's an OG porch time yeah. right there. <laughs> well, you know, I really – and I really think as with all things Patriots, as with all things Tom Brady, as with all things surrounding those two individuals, I think Tom, Brett, Tom was at the top pulling a lot of strings there. Oh, yeah. And – it's amazing. It's ridiculous that he pulled Gronkowski out of retirement because what it, what this looks like to me, which this is how you know you've made it in life, this looks like, hey, bro, I'm bored. We need a tight end. Why don't you hop on the bus? Who else could do this? Who Wouldn't else could you be like to be Tampa Bay's tight end right now? Like the guy they had before Gronk. Nobody knows him. Nobody's going to know exactly. him. I mean, that, that poor, poor guy, guy. That poor well, guy. Hey, man. Sports is a business. You got to get with it. You got to get with it. <laughs> and and really, you know, you you said earlier about it going one of two ways. I'm going to pull out a bold prediction. You know how we okay. love our bold predictions here. Bold predictions. We, you know, I could see it going the dumpster fire route. I think with the receiving core, with him in at tight end, and with Brady calling the shots, man, I, I, they're not going to play for a Super Bowl this year. No, there's not no, going to be football. No there, there's not going to be football if there yeah, is that's football. Yeah, I was about to say, there's, can't have a Super Bowl if there's no football. We're going to be spinning gold out of our butts for a while, guys, so just deal with us. We're we're not, you know, they're not going to play for a Super Bowl. I, you can take that to the bank. Write my name on it if you will. I, the, the, the Their division's too, you know, they. I say it's too strong. I almost said a foul word there. Not that their division's too strong. You said earlier, they they have been at the bottom of that division for too long. They've been the dregs of that side of the bracket for so long. Tom Brady or no Tom Brady, it, it's – it's the same with every well, team sport. Okay, yeah, you know you're hearing what I'm saying. For Tampa Bay, this is a straight-up positive. Everything no, about this I, is good I, no, for them. I get them. that, but, but it takes more than one guy. Tom Brady or no Tom Brady. So you I think mean, it's going to be Tom Brady basically being the coach? They're going to push Bruce to the side? No, no, Like, Bruce, no. get out of here. I'm calling no, the play. Bruce. I'm going to go home, kiss my son on the mouth, write up some new plays, <laughs> oh, come love, back and tell the love, team. You love bringing that up. Yikes. <laughs> That's what he does. No, it's, it's, not, it's not that Bruce is going to – here's the thing. There will be no drama because what this is – I love making these kind of comparisons. <laughs> I get to use my creativity here. What this is, I use the uh, divorce husband the first time we talked about this. <laughs> what this is, is this is, okay, this is, you found this girl, right? Uh-huh. Tom found this new girlfriend. All his bros was like, dude, she's too easy. Don't go for her. That's what Tampa Bay is. Tampa Bay is the easy chick. And he's like, I can make it work. I'm going to show you I can make it work. So every time they're out in public, there's no fighting. They never fuss. Behind closed doors, it's probably going to be a circus. But you're never going to see that. For all intensive purposes, anytime a camera's on or a microphone is on, it's going to be Disneyland. Well, Which I think it's going to be that way. That's the way it was when they were the Patriots. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, but uh, a lot of stuff got out of that locker room that didn't need to get out of that locker room. Look, my final say on the matter for 
Tampa Bay, this is a plus. This is the best thing in the world that can happen. If you actually are a Tampa Bay fan, I would love for you to call me and I just want to know that you're out there. But for those guys, they're losing their mind right now. You don't don't think they have fans? I I think there's just people that unfortunately live there. They're like, hey, you want to go see I tell you what, you're driving away our Florida fan base. Tampa Bay don't listen to him. I'm sorry, Tampa Bay guys. Please don't stop listening. (laughs) All, All of you that are huge fans. Yes, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's a plus for them. For Brady, I don't know, man. You had a good thing going. I, why tarnish your reputation with this? But whatever. Hey, he'll be having fun in the sun. He That's all I'm going to say about it. He'll be having fun in the sun. You know who's not going to be having fun in the sun? Who's that? Because I don't know if it ever if that ever shines in Cincinnati. My boy is my boy Joe. The Tiger King. The Tiger King. Wow. He is the new step aside, Joe Exotic. <laughs> it's Joe Burrow. Joe the Burrow Man. He's, he's coming through. Yeah, so we are actually, fun fact, we are actually taping this episode smack in the middle of round two. So we can't do a lot of draft coverage for you guys. Granted, this is this is a pre-recorded podcast, so we weren't going to do that anyway. Right. But we are going to talk about the first few picks here. We did want to talk about, you know... I, not that there's a lot to talk about with Joe going number one. Uh, I think there's more to talk about with Tua going number five to the Dolphins. Hey, I'm happy for the guy. I really yeah. am. I really am. I wish people would stop talking about it. And this is this shows how backwards of a person I am. I wish people would stop talking about it like he was the stepson that finally got put in the game. Yeah. Ever since he got hurt, people, oh, poor Tua. Oh, somebody please take him. Now, granted, I hate Alabama. I'm, not, I'm totally against – Crimson Tide, you know, whatever. But I'm not going to trash the kid as you know as a person. Yeah. And you can't deny that he's a transcendent talent. And it just it it, it irks me that people tiptoe around him and walk on eggshells every time they talk about him. The guy had some serious injuries. He broke an index finger. He broke his hip. Am I right about that? Uh, uh, Dislocated hip. Mississippi State was the last, was the big one, the dislocated hip. But, you know, he's got a lot of injuries. And you're looking at a quarterback, especially going into the NFL, where the hits are going to be so much harder, so much more Well, Miami has to focus on protecting him. Yeah, but he's already got these injuries. That tells me as a coach, as a general manager, like, okay, this guy's already got some injuries that are there. It's the clock is on him. And and good on Miami. Miami for taking a chance, and I wish him nothing but the best. I, mean, I do too. It's and you know you really you really hope that he can do something in Miami, and that they treat him with the respect he needs to be treated with. Because I just all the coverage that I was watching last night, and everything leading up to, and the Twitter, and all this. It, Every single headline was poor two of this, and this poor kid needs a chance. Can we just talk about that in general? Watching the draft last night, those the media man, my god, like every (laughs) player. And uh, number six of the draft is Billy Bob Joe, and you know what else is six feet under? His grandma, who he deeply loved. (laughs) Her urn is sitting on the mantle, right? (laughs) My god, it's not American Idol, we don't need a sob story for every guy. You know, I love, I love that you saw some clean living rooms. I think the star of the show. Was the home decor? Did you see my tweet? I, I did. I did. So it was clean, the cleanest <laughs> living room. That's all I could think about the entire time watching that draft. I was like, if my living room, my mom specifically, specifically her, her living room was on national TV, had a come apart. She would have a come apart clean in that living room before that. Oh, we would man. not be allowed to set foot in there. No. Dear God, don't even don't even think about bringing a drink in the no, living room. No. You're gonna leave a watermark. On my nightstand, they're gonna see that. They're gonna see that. Mom, what is this? This Go clean your go clean your room right now, mom. They're not gonna be up there. I don't care. (laughs) Who's gonna come in my room? They might. They might want to see your Spider Man bed sheets. All right, (laughs) that might be a thing. I mean, and and it it was. I I will say it was so. Well, we talked about it our first couple of shows. You know, it's such a weird 
weird time, you know, like it, it's just such a strange thing to watch that happen like it happened. And, and it just, it was so trippy because, you know, you've got Roger Goodell in his basement talking to a TV, yeah. you know, it's like, it was I love just, how they also like blocked all the booze so the man couldn't be Yeah, booed. you couldn't be booed. And I mean, yeah. that's the one time they can actually control that, you know, I mean, it's actually, you know. Good for you, Roger. Good for, good for you, for Roger. You. The one time you got clapped for, even though if it was a studio simulated audience. But, you know, it, it was weird and it was strange, but it was the kind of quirky that you just couldn't tear your eyes away from. No, I mean, it was different. It was the closest we've really got to sports here recently with all the COVID stuff yeah, going on. Yeah. It was nice to actually, like, you know. Have some kind of live. Yeah. yeah for sure. I mean, it, you know, it, it was definitely, it was definitely a refreshing thing and especially hope that there will be a football season, which I know I joked that there wouldn't be one, but, you know, of course, knock on wood, we're hoping that that yeah. comes around and everything. But, but you what know, about uh, Joe? What do you think about him in Cincinnati? I mean, you really just kind of skipped over it. You think big things are going to come the Bengals' way? You know, I think here's the deal with with Joe. I, I was talking to somebody the other day about this, and um, at at, at the store, and and uh, a lot of people don't like the mouth on this kid. That he's he's too cocky. Mm-hmm. He says too much. I love it. He comes off. Here's the deal. Normally, I hate that. Normally, I want you to be a da- down to brass tacks, Tom Brady ass. Keep your mouth shut. Show me on the field. But see, with Joe, it's different. With Joe, it's not like yo mama or like you know my. Well, he puts his money where his yeah, mouth is. But see, that's the thing. This kid puts his money where his mouth is, and he talks. But when he talks, people listen. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not trying to ride the guy or anything, and and be his number one fan because I, you know, I'm I'm definitely one of those people in sports media and, and that watches and, and pays attention that tries not to be a super fan and tries not to geek out. But as far as like, you know, he's Heisman national champion, number one draft pick. He got the trifecta. The kid just drips confidence yeah. and that comes off of him, you know. And I think. The, the sad thing is it's the same story with every number most number one picks with most high picks with most guys like this it's not a him it's not him that's going to do anything it's the Bengals organization that's going to destroy but he said before all this started he said I'm not going to let Cincinnati no this is up to me yeah. and that's what I respect about him so much is he's like I don't care what you say or think or do I'm going to get mine you know yeah. I'm going to get my ring one way or another and this kid I've got high hopes for this kid. I think he's I do too. Life. My hope is he doesn't turn out like Johnny Football did. <laughs> I love Johnny Football. Johnny Manziel, if you're hey, listening, man. I know you are, man. Heart goes out to you. I loved you in your college days. <laughs> we all were, did. thought you were the best thing since sliced bread. It's really unfortunate <laughs> how your career has gone, man. You turned but, out like white bread. <laughs> yeah. But, Joe, I think you can do better. I think you'll be – I think you could be a top quarterback. I think 10, 15 years down the road we're going to be comparing Joe Burrow to Tom Brady. Well, here's the deal, man. I, in Joe, a sense. Joe came – Joe came from a little bit lesser of bougie circumstances than Johnny Football. Johnny Football was Hollywood from the day he stepped on the turf, from the day he walked off of it. And that, we saw it completely flip him on his head. And with somebody like Joe Burrow, I I just don't see... The cameras and the lights really getting – now, we speak – you know, nobody knows what's going to happen. This kid could melt. I hope that doesn't happen, and I don't I don't see it happening, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, that's all. Yeah, you know, no, T- you're right. TBD, you know. TBD. For sure, for sure. But, um, yeah, you know, it's – we're like I said, we're actually – we're taping this in the middle of the second round. We're, I'm actually watching it on my screen right now. Uh, we 
you know, it's it's going to be an interesting year. There's going to be a lot of players go a lot. You know, we you had Young and Okuda go two and three. Shouts out to Ohio State for a killer class. I mean, they really crushed it this year. Um, but uh, you know, we're we're following that. Uh, but other than you know our boy Joe and uh, Gronk making big moves in the football world. We just can't stay away from basketball here on Porch Time. Oh, man, we love us some basketball. <laughs> no, we uh, did you did you catch the first couple episodes of yeah. the uh, the, uh, the the Last Dance? Whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're only about the greatest basketball player yeah. to ever live. Yeah, no, no we we I kicked this idea to Caleb. Uh, what we're actually going to do, guys? A, a really cool idea that we had is um. We're going to follow this thing uh, part by part, and we're going to talk about because we are both – we've said it before, we're not like super basketball fans, but, I mean, I don't think you're going to meet somebody that's not a Michael Jordan fan, yeah, if that makes sense. I mean, I, You saw Space Jam. That's all you need. Exactly. Well, you all watch Space Jam. I don't care who you are or yeah. where you live. You saw yeah. Space Jam. Um, and, and so we, we thought it would be really cool because, I mean, this, this documentary has gotten so much hype and, and so much um, cloud around it and everything that, that it's, you know – <laughs> it's gonna be. We had to watch it. We had to see what it was about. And I, I got to say, man, I was blown away. It was awesome. It, it was, was everything yeah. I wanted in this documentary about MJ. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing, y'all listening right now. Me and Cole are 25, 26. So when MJ was playing, we're babies. Yeah, y'all. we we. You know, yeah. we, I hate to say it. I mean, like we know who MJ is, and we respect what he did, but what he did. But it was mainly just listening through our parents and course, yeah. older relatives. We don't know everything, and that was the cool thing with us watching this and especially everybody our age unless you're you know there are bigger basketball fans out there that us that, that know the stats and know the numbers and and really follow up on that stuff and and have a respect for it outside of this documentary what's cool for us is we get to kind of relearn yeah. through this documentary yeah. and kind of see like all that Scotty cool stuff. Pippen man this yeah. I knew nothing yeah. about him before really going oh, into this yeah, documentary no, other, than he was man. Number, other than he was number two you know or the number and two I, guy I have come, man dude just the, those two episodes alone oh yeah for sure I'm a huge Scotty Pippen fan yeah I Feel like the dude really got a raw end of a deal. Well, I, I think it there. painted. I think it painted him in a much more positive light, you know. And and I, it, you know, opening up and beginning this discussion on this ten part series, you know, like like we're gonna do here on Porch Time, you know, I think I think it, it, Jordan actually did he tweet or something? He you know he said when you watch it, you're going to think I'm a bad guy. Yeah. You're not gonna like me. But I love that they painted him in kind of a negative light because they didn't really paint him. I didn't see a negative light. Paint Jordan in a negative yeah, light? Yeah, I didn't necessarily see him in a negative light. I mean, I was talking to you earlier about it. You know, I definitely think you watch it and it's like MJ's definitely there for himself. But it's also, if you watch it, that man had so much loyalty to the Bulls, to Phil Jackson. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, that man, his heart was there. You know, he was. You see a lot of guys going to major league sports, and it's all about the money when it comes down to it. They'll sit it's, there. It's and hard say, not to be about the money. Well, yeah, I mean, but they'll sit there. Oh, yeah, I'm all about the team. But you, you, you can see it in the way they act and who they it's are. A paycheck. It's, it's a paycheck. paycheck. Yeah, for sure. That man. It's like the whole thing with Scotty. You know, it's just Scotty. I agree with Scotty sitting out all that stuff. He's getting underpaid. He's not being treated right. And, you know, he's like, I'm not going to screw up my summer, you know, for a team that's underpaying me. And MJ, and MJ, if you watch the documentary, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, gonna, but yeah. We, need, we need to lead all these with spoiler alerts, by the way. Yeah. But MJ sits there and he's so upset about it. He's like, that's the that's the wrong move, Scotty. You know, you're hurting the team and all this. And I'm like, like MJ, I, like, I respect where you're coming from, dude. Like, props to you, but I, I got to go with Scotty on that. Yeah. Take, take time for yourself. You're not getting paid what you're owed. You got to worry about yourself. Well, the thing that I love, and anybody that played sports on any level can 
can relate to this, and that's the that's the wonderful thing about sports is that it transcends level, it transcends age, and professionalism and amateurism. Is that when you're on a sports team, especially when you're on a very good sports team, there is a level of tension there, no matter what. Right. That when you are the Cleveland Browns or not the 90s and 80s Pistons, but the now Pistons, and when you're the Browns and the Pistons and the you know the dregs of whatever league you're in, mm-hmm. th- there's no tension there. You have a lot of fun because y- you're not playing for a whole lot. Yeah. But when you're the 90s Bulls, when you're the Patriots, when you're those teams that have to show up every day, and, and like I said, anybody can. I've, I've been on sports teams where this is true. You show up to work every day, and there's a lot of tension there because it's not just, oh, we can mess around and – have goof off and have fun. Well, you're top tier. Everybody expects you yeah. to win. Every Everybody's looking at you. Yeah. And I think that is a great point that the documentary really, really throws a lot of light on is that it's it, there was all this stress and there was all this tension and pushing and pulling in all these different places. This Bulls team, these these two three-peats and, and this 10-year span, this decade of, of, of play was at a peak where the Chicago Bulls were the – Best known, greatest sports team on the planet, arguably. Yeah, and without a doubt. When when you have that kind of recognition, and when you're at a place like that, it, it people. <clears throat> Joe Smo from accounting does not understand that in that locker room, it's not. Oh, what are we going to eat for dinner on Tuesday night? It's hey man, get your head out of your ass. No, yeah. like you got to show up tonight. And, and I don't I mean, care. Yeah, I mean MJ at the time was arguably the best athlete well he was at the time the best athlete in the world and I think looking back at it today there will never be hype like there was for that man you know and when you're like that and you're leading the team that's the best team in the world for sure You've got to be on your game every time you show up, and there's going to yeah. be that tension. And then you got guys like Jerry Krause, who I just mm, <laughs> man. Well, dude. and they they really you know Krause and you all who have watched. I know a bunch of you have watched it, and a bunch of you get to watch it. I, they they paint Jerry Krause in such a weird place because a lot of people comment on him being a super nice guy, but I mean he is the main source of conflict for the Bulls organization. You know he 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 he's this guy that that. Little man syndrome and, and has all these these issues. Well, not really issues, but he runs this organization in a certain way that nobody likes and nobody agrees with. And you know, I'm you, so surprised that they kept him on. That the organization allowed him nobody, to make these nobody decisions. Nobody kept him on. He kept himself. Well, on. It don't matter. Somebody at some point has to step in and well, be yeah, like, "Get well, this yeah. guy out of, of here." Of course, of course. Look what he's doing to this franchise. You know, and like I get like his whole thing. He wanted to get start getting rid of some of these guys. He's like, we need to start rebuilding. Some of these guys are getting older. You, you ride that train until it's dead. You man. also forget he was there for all of the good stuff too. He was, yeah. You he got he got a lot of flack and a lot of hate. But I would argue, let me play devil's advocate for a second. Okay. <laughs> I you would your, argue you want your fedora hat and trench coat too <laughs> while we're at well, it. Well, look, man, you you get a lot of those kind of people get a lot of flack because unpopular opinions and unpopular decisions always get hated on and always get pushed back. And yeah, I get it. The man had little man syndrome and he had a lot of issues and he got picked on and and he he made a lot of decisions that that didn't float well with the city of Chicago and Phil Jackson bless his heart, you know, and those players yeah, and Scottie Pippen and shout out to Phil Jackson for, <laughs> that, for keeping up with all of that, yeah. you know. 
everything. But he, you know, Phil Jackson seems like the kind of man you'd want to have as a dad because, like, <laughs> super patient. Well, he's just super patient. You know, he's not going to scold you for every little thing you do. Yeah. He's going to be yeah. there. And he's going to work with you and just yeah, you know make sure like we're going to figure this out, Timmy. I bet you would yeah. not say that if you were in a Bulls locker room after a loss. Well, uh, <laughs> but I, but I see what you're saying. And and but with with Krause, you know, playing devils, you know. On that, I could see where there was a side to him that he he felt like he had to push and make these decisions. And Pete, you know, you watch it, you understand, and you realize he was there for all of the good times. You know, oh, he yeah. made the decisions that put, you know, a lot of those decisions put those players in places they needed to be to win. Michael just happened to come in and be kind of in the middle of this tornado that was Jerry Krause, that was Phil Jackson getting ushered out, you know, at the end of this this roller coaster ride that was, you know, this this the last dance, you yeah. know, and and yeah. it, it was it was definitely a crazy crazy start to this documentary learning who all these people were. Like 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 we said, you know, we're we're relearning all of this and kind of learning it for the first time because we grew up as babies and and kind of I can't wait to hear Dennis Rodman's side of all this. <laughs> oh, that's going to be crazy. Oh, I, I, can, I think everyone's looking forward to the Dennis Rodman episode. Yeah. That's going to be insane, you know, and, and hearing all the different accounts. And and I just love, of course, as somebody, anybody that appreciates good sports play and anybody that appreciates competitiveness, obviously you admire Michael Jordan and his tenacity. Yeah. And his, awesome. his, his give me the ball, get out of my way. You know, if I eat, everybody eats. That, I will legitimately kind of, carry this team on my back exactly, and score yeah. 49s. Yeah. 50, 60 points yeah, in the game. Exactly. If I have, because I can and I will, you yeah. know, that kind of deal. And and that type of stuff is a lot of what this documentary is made up of and, and a lot of what it brings to the table is is a lot less of like, it has your stat lines and stuff like that, but it really brings, it, I love that it has that real competitive feel to it and it really drives home the tension in that locker room because everybody loves tension, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut it with a knife. Makes but, it exciting. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, no, guys, that is that is one thing that, that we're going to be doing over the next several weeks. We're going to be following this documentary and breaking it down because we loved it. We absolutely, yeah. it, you know, being big Michael Jordan fans and basketball fans, and and this was so well done by ESPN and this crew. And, and uh, we're obviously, we're going to have other content and bring you guys other stuff to, you know, pick up on the, you know, the back half of the draft news and everything that's going to keep going on. But, uh, yeah, we are back again. We we apologize for, for kind of leaving you guys hanging there for a week. We're we're still learning this tech and still kind of getting our feet under us, but I, but I think we're getting the hang of it. Yeah, I think we are, and we appreciate you, appreciate you guys sticking with us. Or we've actually kind of picked up on followers and listeners. Yeah, so guys, yeah, we, we, we really, appreciate yeah, you. We love you. We appreciate you guys coming coming back and and, and week after week and, and picking in the new new guys that are listening and the old ones that keep sticking with us in the day ones. You guys are awesome. We love you. Um. Uh, Twitter at Port, at Time Porch One, please, guys, give us a follow. Those numbers mean a lot. Uh, Spotify at Porch Time, mm-hmm. uh, look us up there. Listen to us. We're on uh, all of our episodes are uh, up on uh, Spotify at the beginning of the week. And um, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna do this one more time, and I'm not gonna mess it up again because I wrote it down. I didn't really write it down, but I remembered it, and I'm not gonna get this wrong again. At Cole Payne sixteen for my personal Twitter. Uh, that is my handle. 12 is my super embarrassing high school and college account that I tried to delete, got signed out of, don't really know how to delete it. If you go there, you're going to see a much younger me and a much stupider me. Somebody got to dig up some old tweets yeah. get some dirt on it's, they're gonna You can get plenty of dirt <laughs> if you go to that. Please don't. It's super embarrassing. But at ColePaint16 is my personal handle. Um, at TimePorch1 on Twitter. Uh, Porch Time on Spotify. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. And guys, also a big shout out to Anchor, our host site. We love you guys so yeah, much. They're yeah. awesome. If you're just getting into podcasting, got, can't recommend them enough. They're awesome, you guys. They make everything super easy. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at KSlab12. That's at KSlab12. 
Awesome, awesome. All right, guys. We'll see you guys same time next week. Peace.